Hi there, I'm Tony. Welcome to episode one of Pico Chat, a semi-regular, bite-sized podcast about the world of Pico 8. Each episode, we'll touch on new games, highlight developers and artists, and track the Pico 8 ecosystem as it grows and matures. for joining me for the first episode of Pico Chat. You were just listening to a cover of Battlefield from Golden Axe by the wonderful Cast Pixel. It's amazing what people can do with the Pico 8 tracker. First up, some news about the Pico 8 console. The chip computer began its life as a Kickstarter project in 2015. Next Thing Co., the chip's creators, raised over $2 million and made big headlines with their promise of a $9 computer a tiny computing device akin to the Raspberry Pi that runs an offshoot of Debian Linux. The $9 price tag doesn't include HDMI or VGA support, a power supply, or other accessories, but the device by itself works great as a headless server for media streaming, serving websites, and other tasks. The chip's a full Linux computer. Alongside the chip, NextThingCo introduced a handheld shell comprising a 420 by 272 pixel resistive touch display, a so-called super clicky full keyboard, and a battery with five hours of juice. You can slide a chip into the back of the shell and you have a very capable little handheld Linux machine in your hands. The design of the pocket chip shell is very much up my alley. The exposed white PCB with hot pink screen printing perfectly meshes with my 1992 Miami Casio aesthetics. The chip and the battery are held in place with a geometric, clear, injection-molded case. You can pre-order a pocket chip for only $49, $60 total after shipping. A killer deal for what looks like a very fun little device. But why am I talking about it on this podcast? As I'm sure you've heard, the pocket chip ships with a version of Pico 8 installed called Pico 8C. Next Thing Co. released a very cute little commercial promoting both pocket chip and Pico 8 and highlighted beloved games such as Pico Racer and Celeste. Every pocket chip comes with Pico 8C installed automatically when it ships, so the pocket chip is a great way to get into Pico 8 if you've been putting off purchasing a license. It's worth noting that you don't get a full license to use Pico 8 on Windows or Mac if you purchase a pocket chip. I do have some concerns with the hardware. The clicky keyboard is definitely not going to be optimal for entering serious code, and the small touchscreen might make drawing sprites a bit fiddly. But I think the device will work great for making quick changes to games on the fly, creating pixel art with a stylus, or playing with the tracker. And of course with the d-pad and hard buttons, it'll be great to play games on the go. The partnership has been mainly pitched as an avenue for users to learn programming by opening Pico 8 games, editing them, and seeing the results in real time. Getting Pico 8 into thousands of more hands will surely increase the size of the community dramatically, and I can't wait to see the results. Keep an eye on the BBS for lots of copies of Squashy in the near future. Also in the news, our no debox Pico 8 Zine Issue 4 is out, and it's all about roguelikes. If you've ever wondered about pathfinding, procedural generation, AI, and other tricks of the Dungeon Master trade, pick up a copy at itch.io. Now, Pico Picks, a segment where I discuss a couple little Pico 8 games that have left an impression on me. First up is Totem, a hybrid between Mega Man and Towerfall by Benjamin Soule. 
It's an archery action game where you have to defeat five spirit bosses in succession in platforming arenas. You can invoke each of those spirits to give yourself a special ability. For instance, the snake spirit gives you poison arrows which slowly drain the health of your foes once struck. Each boss is weak to another spirit and that spirit's weapon does double damage to the boss you're fighting, which gives it a Mega Man style progression as you figure out the triangle to beat the bosses in the optimal order. However, when you defeat a boss, you lose the ability to use its spirit. For instance, when you defeat the snake spirit, you no longer can shoot those poison arrows I was telling you about. And I think that ability is a bit overpowered for the record. This makes more sense than Mega Man, which makes each boss weaker and weaker as you progress through the game. I'd love Benjamin to pick this up and finish polishing the rabbit spirit because he didn't have a chance to give it its own special ability. Next we have Hydra, the first cartridge by SCGRN. This incredibly ambitious, procedurally generated platformer follows you, the hero, as you explore three Zelda-style dungeons before finally confronting the titular boss. The top-down rotating camera, expansive dungeons, and high-quality pixel art are all totally impressive. I strongly recommend you take on this challenge. I wasn't able to take down the final boss, but getting there was a tense, thrilling journey. The game supports a really interesting camera that I'd never seen before in a cartridge, where you're always facing forward and the world rotates around you. The game also has support for save points, so even if it gets a bit challenging, don't get frustrated, just head back to your last save and keep going. Finally, I really enjoyed The Masks We Wear by Yepnix. This game is a very simple little experience where you must have as much fun as possible at a party. You do this by switching between two personas, an up-for-anything party dude and a sullen wallflower. If you're peppy, you'll enjoy the music more, some party goers will compliment your dance moves, and you'll just increase the mood of the party. If you turn into a wallflower, the cool kids and burnouts will like you more, but the music isn't very enjoyable, and you find yourself unable to enjoy the snacks at the party. It's an interesting little exploration of the masks we wear in social situations. See how much fun you're able to have before you leave the party. As you probably know, Pico 8 Jam number 2 is taking place as I record this very episode. The theme for the jam is Chain Reaction, and we've already seen some really cool takes on that theme. Cartridges have already been posted on the BBS, and they range from Game of Life clones to really interesting, very challenging platformers. In the next episode, a guest and I will play through every single Pico 8 Jam 2 game that's been posted on the Pico 8 BBS, and we'll discuss them in depth. If you'd like to join me for this chat, send me an email at the link on the Pico Chat website. That concludes episode one of Pico Chat. If you'd like to keep up with new episodes, click the big blue subscribe button right up there for a feed. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, or if you'd like me to check out your games, music, or pixel art, be sure to shoot me a message at the email address in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. This is Tony, signing off.